Welcome to the Stepping Up Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Kinkrick, a busy working mom who spent years searching for the perfect career and balance, only to find it's not about the job and that balance is not even real. I have found myself in love with personal development, which has led me to leaving my full-time job with nothing but a prayer and a ton of faith. Today, I'm bringing you inspiration through my own journey and interviews with amazing people who have followed their dreams and teaching you how to love yourself and become who you are meant to be. It is time to redefine life as a working mom. And I hope that you find the inspiration here to follow your dreams and take your own path through this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Stepping Up for the Working Mom podcast. We are on episode 99. That means my next episode is going to be 100. That is just insane and crazy. Like, I can't even wrap my head around that. But before I even wrap my head around that, I want to share with you this incredible interview that I did. And Rena Mushaw. Uh, is the host of the Balanced Working Moms podcast. And she's a coach as well. And through her blog and her podcast and her coaching, she shows moms how to see big results by making small but powerful changes in their lives. She teaches working, busy working moms how to feel more balanced and calm in their everyday lives. Like that is what I preach about on this podcast here. And when I connected with Rena, I had originally reached out to her to pitch myself to be on her podcast, except she doesn't do interviews. And I knew that when I saw her podcast and, you know, guess what? This is life and you don't get what you don't ask for. So I reached out anyway. We connected via email, went back and forth with a few emails and the more I researched and learned about her, the more I was like, you know what? I think I want her to be on my podcast because she talks all about work-life balance. And if you listen to Monday's podcast, episode 98, you that was all about work-life balance. It was a training I did um, the previous week all about how I created my own work-life balance and how you can create your own work-life balance based around your values and what you want. So it is the, this is the week of work-life balance. That's just what it's all about. And Rena and I talk about so many things. We talk about her journey, which was very similar to my journey, how she had her first child and felt that no one prepared her for what was to come as a working mom and that she was really torn and didn't know what to do. And she kept hearing people say that balance isn't possible. And what she realized was that balance is possible. And that's why she started doing the work uh, that she's doing. And we talk about life as working moms. We share some real authentic stories that life is not perfect, especially in the middle of this pandemic, and that we are just doing the best that we can. We are, we are exhausted, we are tired, and we, you know, all of this is an emotional drain on us, but we just keep showing up and keep trying and keep learning, and nobody is perfect, and even those of us who teach and coach, we are still doing the work all the time ourselves. So Rena is a mom of two amazing girls. She's a wife, a full-time employee, and a daily juggler of all the things. Aren't we all? You can find her podcast and connect with her at balancedworkingmoms.com. And without further ado, here is Rena. 
Welcome to the Stepping Up Podcast, and I am just so excited to have this conversation today with Rena Mushal of The Balanced Working Mom, and we connected, I had reached out to her, I had saw her step up, her podcast, and clicked on her website and was reading around, and I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be so incredible to have on the podcast, and uh, we both said it just before we hopped on that we just had a little instant connection, even via email, and I'm just so excited to personally hear more of her story and be able to share it with all of the listeners here on the podcast. So, Rena, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Like I said, I felt such a connection with you right away. We're both doing the same exact thing. We have the same mission. Yes, I love it. And that's why I was like, oh, this is going to be so perfect. So tell us a little bit. I mean, I read your your bio and I saw your, your podcast. So I was, you know, poking around, looking around at some stuff. So tell us um, your story, how you got started with the podcast and really what you're doing because you're working full-time, correct, or working mm-hmm. and, and you have the podcast. So just tell us a little bit about you and, and really what, what you're doing. So my journey started when I had my first child and it didn't start very well, I have to confess. I didn't know what I was for. I thought I was going to have this baby and nobody warned me. Like people were telling me stories to warn me about labor and all that stuff, but nobody warned me about what it was going to be like to actually work while having a child. And I remember even one of my coworkers, it was a, a man who was much older than me. And he said, your whole life is going to change. And I remember laughing. I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. I had been working at it at that point for about maybe 10 years. So I really liked my job. I knew what I was doing. But then I had this baby. And then he was right. So I had the baby and just everything changed. I was really torn, just like what he said. I was so torn. I didn't know what to do because I wanted to be there with her. I wanted to be with her, but I also didn't want to give up my job. And it felt really hard to do both at the same time. It felt, actually, I'm going to tell you, it felt almost impossible. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to give up though. I remember I actually had so many conversations with my husband and I said, should I quit my job? What should I do? And I, was, and I thought to myself, you know, there are millions of women who are in the same boat with me. There's got to be resources. I need help. But I couldn't really find that much. Like, yeah, think back 10 years ago, there really wasn't that much out there, right? And it was really hard for me. And I said, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. And I would read books and I would just try things. I would try things that worked and I would try things that didn't work. I would change my schedule. I would just make all kinds of adjustments. And then over the years, I kind of felt like I was getting good at this. Like, I got this. But then when I would hear people talk about it on books, on podcasts, they would all say to me, balance is impossible. Don't even try. You know, and I think that they were saying it almost in reassurance, like maybe to try to tell us, you know, just don't strive for perfection, whatever it is that they were trying to tell us. But I felt that there was an unintended consequence to what they were saying. And that was, don't even try. Like life is going to be so insane and just don't even try. And I didn't like that message because I personally, through my journey, felt that by trying, 
I was getting better. Yeah, I'm not perfect. <laughs> and Nikki, I'm still not perfect today. No. <laughs> right? None of us are. There's no. <laughs> We're all still learning, right? Yeah, it's not possible to be perfect, but it's so much better. And I wanted other women to just know not to give up. Don't give up. There are things you can do that will make things so much better, so much calmer, and that's actually what I'm looking for is that calm, right? That sense of calm so you're not feeling all chaotic and like life is done to you. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for any mom who, who's just juggling everything. So like I needed a hole in my head. I started a yeah. podcast and I coach now women who are going through this and I help them find more balance so they don't have to go through what I went through and feel hopeless like there's nothing that they can do. Oh my gosh. Yes. And, and it's funny as you share and I'm like, so how old is your, your oldest? She's now 12. So she's 12. Okay. So my oldest is seven. And I remember almost those same exact feelings of when he was first born, literally it was like, Oh, she's telling my story. Oh, wait a minute. She's telling my story. Like I was working. I had a career that I really wanted to stay in. And I was like, I, what do I do? I actually remember walking into um, a mom's group that I had joined right after he was born. And I remember walking in and, and saying to them, asking the question, a lot of them were uh, stay at home moms, moms who were staying at home. And cause it was like a Monday morning, like 10 AM like meeting. And I was getting ready to go back. And I remember asking them the question, like, how did you know that staying home was right for you? And none of them really had an answer of like, well, we just kind of knew, or this is what we did. And I was like, but I don't want to stay home. Like I like having this career and this, uh, you know, I like doing work and I didn't want to stay home, but I almost felt like where, where are my moms that actually want to work and, you know, are able to manage all of this and really truly balance it all. So as you're talking, I'm like, yes, that's, I had that conversation with my husband too. I'm like, well, do I just not work? Like, what do I do? And, you know, and then we just kind of go on these journeys and, you know, figure it out on our own. But, you know, the work that you're doing, the work I'm doing is saying, we don't have to do that anymore. We don't have to figure it out on our own. There are women out there sharing their stories so that, you know, those who are really, you know, becoming moms now can say, okay, what do I do? How do I, how do I make this work? And, you know, we've kind of been through the trenches of those early years to say, this is, this is what I've learned. And this is what I share. And I love, I love what you do. And I love that you're teaching that balance is possible. It's not perfect. And it's maybe not everything that we want, but that it is actually possible because so many people are saying balance isn't possible. You can't have it. And like, no, you can, you just have to figure out what you want that to look like for you. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. yeah, I love how you said that. You just want to make it see what it could look like for you. That's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it's just, it's amazing. So tell me a little bit. So your oldest is, how many children do you, children do you have? I have two girls. So okay. the oldest is 12 and the youngest is 10. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Mine are two years apart as well. So they're seven and five. Uh, so tell us a little bit what your life looks like now, you know, because you know, working mom, and you're like, I think I'm going to start a podcast now. And I think it's just, you know, ambitious women who want better for themselves are like, let me I can I can do this, I can figure this out. So tell me what your life looks like now as you're 
working and your girls, you have two girls, you said they're both mm -hmm. girls. Yeah. So as yeah. your girls are getting older and, you know, having the podcast, tell me what, what that all really looks like for you. Well, now, of course, we're in COVID time. So it looks well, yes, totally yes. <laughs> insane. <laughs> but usually it's not so insane. Um, I feel like we're on a good schedule and routine and I'm literally adjusting it every week. You yeah. know, I have, I have my planner and I just schedule when I'm going to do things. And sometimes I'm too tired. That's one thing that, uh, that I've learned is not to push myself, yeah. you know, because that's the only way all this can happen. So if I was so regimented and I said, oh my gosh, I got to get my podcast out. I have to do all this stuff. I would be so stressed that this would all never happen. <laughs> so I have like a loose schedule that I do. And like I said, it changes every week. And for example, with my podcast, I'm really ahead in my recordings because I don't want to have that stress of, oh my gosh, you know, something needs to come out on Friday and I don't have it out there yet. So I try to just plan in advance and I do that with everything. You know, like if I know school is coming and it's a normal year, I may try to buy the clothes. <laughs> this year they may not need clothes, but I may yeah. try to buy the clothes early on. And again, if it doesn't happen, that's fine also. I think that's one of the biggest things I've learned is just not to beat myself up, you know, because I'll intend, let's say in June to buy their school supplies and it could be, you know, August 29th and it hasn't happened. But if I beat myself up, that's when things go sour. You know, that's when I just can't function. And that's when I get so stressed out. So I just give myself that latitude of, okay, you tried to do it and it didn't happen. And that's really okay. Yeah. Now, how did you, and I, I think that's a huge piece of it of, not pushing ourselves to when we can't do it, you know, and really just saying, I'm going to do the best that I can, but if I don't get to it, I don't get to it. So how did you really, was that how you always were? Or was that something that kind of happened as you became a parent and we're figuring this out of, I, I can't do it all. And then really learning to kind of let some of the things go and say, all right, I'll try again later. Or when I feel better, like, how did you really come to that? So I wish I could tell you that I was always this casual and chill. <laughs> That would be such a lie. Can I just tell you? I am a perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist, and I want to be that way. I want to be exactly perfect and have a schedule and stick to it and feel amazing when, you know, everything goes according to plan, but <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So that's been part of my journey to learn to be gentle on myself because it is actually so hard for me to be gentle on myself. That's why I even mention it, because that was a process. So now I meditate. I try to calm myself down. I think actually as a mom, that's one of our biggest jobs is to calm ourselves down. So I take walks. I do everything I can to stay calm and chill so that I'm not beating myself up. I'm not this mom who has to do everything at exactly the right time, at exactly the right way, because that would not be a balanced person at all, yeah. right? That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for that calm and peace. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. And I, I am not a perfectionist, but I always say I'm a recovering procrastinator. So for me, I'm the opposite of like, I would put it off, put it off, put it off. And then I'm rushing at the last minute to get everything done. Uh, I'm trying to work in the other way of like, how can I plan ahead? But then at the same time, if it doesn't get done, really saying that's okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, you know, so when you're planning out your day and really scheduling out your week, 
how do you how do you make that look and feel so that you kind of have that give and take of like here's this loose schedule and I'm going to do the best that I can um, to really fill in the spots but if I don't get to it I don't get to it so how do you really plan that out and look at it so I am a big believer in habits and I talk a lot a, a lot about that um, on my podcast but for me, it's all habits. So I formed some habits even before I became a mom. Like one thing that I do is at work at lunchtime, I always walk. I've been doing this for about 20 years now. It's just part of me. So I don't even have to schedule it in my calendar. Like when it's lunchtime, I just go outside and I walk. And now even during COVID, it's lunchtime. Yeah, things are crazy. Kids are screaming, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, okay, bye everybody. And I go on my walk. Or if it's too hot, I just do a YouTube and I walk at home on YouTube. I know it's so dorky, right? <laughs> but it gets done and it's perfect. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I have these routines and that's what keeps me centered. So in the morning, I even before work, I start work very early. I start at six o'clock. But before even then, I do my meditation because I know that if I don't do that, I'm going to be a crazy person. Like that is number one. <laughs> I have to meditate. So I, I do my self-care as a habit. It's my routine. Yeah. So I don't have to schedule it in. And then maybe for every day for my planner, I may have a priority that I want to get done that day. For example, we just had a new roof put on. So maybe my priority of the day would be call a roofer and get an estimate. Because as a mom, I mean, that can sound really simple, but as a mom, it's hard to make stuff like that happen. So I do have my priorities laid out. I have the time that I'm going to work on my podcast. For example, I do that Sunday mornings. So I have these, these habits that have really, really helped me. The thing that I'm working on that I'm not still really great at are my cleaning habits. I'm always <laughs> working on improving that. How about you? Is that is that awesome? Oh gosh, that is uh well, so we're selling our, our house is, is sold. So since we put it up on the market in January got shut down because of COVID and then it sold immediately when things opened back up. But I, I said to my husband, I've never cleaned my house so much from having to sell it. But that was, I think it actually, in a, a weird way, helped me create habits around cleaning of like, well, if I just spend two hours on a Saturday morning cleaning, because I had awful habits, I would, you know, go be like, oh, I have to clean the bathroom. And then I'd like walk away. Like, I'll do it later. Oh my God, I have to clean the tub. I actually, our tub needs to be cleaned now. That's like the one thing that I'm like, I don't, I just don't enjoy it. I don't like doing it. And I struggle, but I think selling our house helped create this habit of like, it showed me that I could clean my house in two hours on a weekend. And whatever I get done in those two hours is what I get done. And then I move on. So oh, yeah, that's I love that. <laughs> Whatever you get done, you get done. That's so beautiful. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and I love that you said, I actually wrote it down, that, that self-care is a habit and that you've, you've created these things. And I think in this way of, you know, your family knows, like, well, mommy wakes up in the morning and she does her meditation. And, and then at lunchtime, she goes for a walk. And then on Sunday morning, she does her podcast. And then as we create those habits, our family starts to understand. So I do the same thing where I wake up, about five in the morning, I wake up, I meditate, I journal, I kind of look at what is coming up for the day. And then depending on what I'm doing, especially right now in this phase of like, I'm home some days, I'm going to work some days. So we're kind of, you know, juggling all this 
these pieces of like working from home or actually going into the office. And my kids know, like if they wake up, I'm probably sitting downstairs, staring out our patio door, meditating, and they'll come down and they'll just either sit down next to me or do something like that. Like they just start to learn what you do. And then they kind of start to respect those boundaries that you've kind of naturally set for yourself so that you can have that, that time. So I love that you've done that for yourself. And I also feel that it sets, it shows them what to do. So when they're older and they have kids and life is stressed, we're setting an amazing example for them. So I feel it's really important to do that first before anything else. Oh my gosh, I completely agree. So tell me what, what has life been for you in the pandemic? So are you fully working from home? Like, is that, or are you kind of bouncing back and forth? Like, what does that look like for you guys and your family? Uh, I have to tell you, I'm exhausted because just, (laughs) it's all real conversation here. (laughs) I don't lie. Because just like probably any other working mom in this position, I'm still doing my full-time job full-time, plus Mm -hmm. everybody's home. And like, for example, I'll go upstairs to grab myself some tea and people will start talking to me and my head is on work and then they want to ask me something. And I just feel like it's very, very hard because I never get quiet. And as an introvert, I really need that quiet. So it's been a challenge. I feel that's why I said I feel exhausted because I'm not getting any downtime. And, you know, as a working mom, work is where we get our peace, you know, (laughs) where we can have, we could just do one thing and just sit there and focus. And that's a luxury. Like, I love that. I love that about work. And to not have that now is very, very difficult. Yeah. So how are you in this time trying to, because we're we're kind of in the same boat. So my husband, like we have our desk, my husband, sometimes you guys can't see it, but we have like a little bar behind us. So we're both working from home. He's there. I'm at the desk. The kids are upstairs. Uh, You know, they're constantly coming down, having, asking for snacks. That's why one reason why we're moving because our new house will have an office with a door. Not that I think it's going to matter much, but (laughs) kind of finding that, that downtime of, how are we navigating this? So how are you really working to say, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, but I'm still striving to ensure that you get some sort of downtime? And what is that looking like for you? So right now, I have to confess, it's very difficult. Um, I still do take my walks. And that's my one saving grace is getting out and walking. And sometimes I don't even care how hot it is. Like today, it's going to be what, 97? I don't even care. I'll just go and I'll be hot and it doesn't matter. But the thing about what's going on now is our kids need us more now than ever because they're going through all the emotions. Mm -hmm. So that's why when I said tired, it's not just physical, it's this emotional drain. And I wish I had an answer of, yeah, every day I could just take two hours and chill to myself, but it wouldn't be true. That would be the dream. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, like I could be outside, you know, meditating and somebody will come and sit with me and it's more important that I snuggle my kids and see what's going on with them right now than that I have that quiet time for me. So it is very difficult right now. Yeah, and it is. It's just a, it's just a challenge and and your girls are a little bit older than my my boys, so really navigating the the emotional piece of of being the support system 
for the kids themselves of they're going through a lot right now of not having been in school and not being able to really see their friends. And I don't know where you guys are in Maryland as far as how you guys are able to navigate, um, you know, in our phases here in Pennsylvania, like we're open, but people are still like, we've kind of started closing up again. Um, but really making sure that the needs of our kids are filled. And I think that's just the struggle. Not the, well, it's the struggle, but it's the challenge of a working mom going through all of this. And I see like, you know, stories and people are posting and articles are being written about life as a working parent during the pandemic and how we're really being pulled in so many different directions. And we are literally just doing the best that we can in the moment. And I think being okay with that is really the hardest part of really saying, well, my work isn't going to be great. And maybe my parenting might be hurting a little bit, but I'm, I'm just doing the best that I can. And, and that's okay right now. I totally agree with you. And thank you for saying that because it is hard, you know, and we are just doing our best with everything just as we always do. And yeah, that's really comforting to hear that. Oh, well, good. I'm glad. And it's, it's something I remind myself of daily when, we, uh, we just decided to send our kids back to um, summer care for three days a week. So this is they just finished their first week as we're recording this. And we really struggled with that decision. Do we send them? Do we not send them? Do we keep them home with us? And after so long of them being home, we're like, they need some sort of social interaction. This isn't going away anytime soon. Like we, we didn't buy, I just bought my kids masks. Like we didn't take them out of the house for so long because I just didn't want them to really experience this world of like, why are people wearing masks? What's going on? What do we need to do? And, you know, we really, whether we were right or wrong in it, we really kind of kept them sheltered for the, at least the beginning and to try while we figured out where we stood with everything. And I think that's the hardest part, you know, as a parent of you're trying to figure out what's the best thing to do. And you're like, I don't know what it is. I'm just going to make a decision in the moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And it makes sense because your kids are younger. So for them to go in the world and see everybody wearing a mask, that's a scary thing. So I completely understand your perspective on that. That's, that's very understandable. Yeah. So now how are you guys handling? Are your girls, your girls are home with you guys? And um, Mm -hmm. like, kind of what are they doing during the day? Like, how's that all navigating for your family with the kids? So during the school year, it was amazing because we go to a private school and from the day one, they saw it coming and they set up online learning on Zoom and it was all day and it was amazing. It was, I'm saying amazing for me, but it was hard for the kids to learn on Zoom. But as a mom, it just made life so much easier. But now that it's summertime, you know, here's what happened, because you all are going to laugh. So the beginning of the summer, I got them all revved up. And I advised them, I said, let's create a theme for every week. And we'll work on that theme. And it's going to be so much fun. And let me know what you need me to buy, because I wasn't going to have the expensive camp. So I'm like, just let me know, you know, you're 10 and 12, you're the counselors, you could see where this is heading. (laughs) (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) So week one was story writing week, and they were going to sit and write all day. Well, you know that that's hard, right? (laughs) 
So like after a day and a half, they're like, we can't sit here and write all day. This is, this is not going to work. The one is like, I don't even like writing, you know? And of course she does. But um, so then the next week we tried again. I forget what the next week was. Um, maybe art week. I don't know. But it went down the tubes. I mean, <laughs> it just didn't work. So, so then what I did was, I guess as any other mom would do, I just did my best. So before all this happened, here's the hard part is we literally did almost no screens, maybe mm-hmm. a half hour a day. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why. I think it's because I work in IT. I just, I just knew that they're not so good for kids, at least yeah. in my opinion, for yeah. my kids. I don't want to say every kid, but for my yeah. kids, it just didn't work well for our family. So now <laughs> I'll tell you what we're doing. I'm almost embarrassed. So from 10 to 11, they're allowed to play games, and that usually does stretch out. And then from 1 to 2, they're allowed to watch TV, but then again, that usually stretches out. So I'm yeah. trying to get them busy, mostly while I'm working, yeah. but they all they want to do screens all day because that's how they talk to their friends. They're on the Google yeah. Hangouts. They're on the video. So it almost feels like some days they're on a computer screen the entire day and it's just very difficult because then once they get off the screen they almost don't know what to do with themselves because they're not used to it you know or that's when the emotions will come out that they've been hiding from all day yep so yeah right when I'm done working boom that's when it all comes out and so then the job the second job starts so it's been a bit difficult I'm looking forward to school starting again I think you and all moms across the world are looking forward to school starting. And, and I love that you shared that in such an authentic way of, I think I know I was the same way of like, all right, we're, we're going to have summer and we're not going to be on the screens and I'm going to be able to do things with you guys. And, you know, one or two weeks in, you're like, oh, this is just not going to happen. Like, and my kids are little, so they just, they need that one-on-one, like they need that time, like that guidance. And that's really how we, we came down to, they need to go back to, to camp because daycare, but we don't like to call it daycare because I'm like, they're not babies. So tried to make it like, you know, a little bit bigger than daycare, but not really summer camp. But for them to say they need to get off screens because we were just relying on them so much because we had work to do and we couldn't be with them or we couldn't entertain them or we couldn't sit down and play a game for an hour with them. You know, we have a call, we have this, we have that. And, you know, we were just watching them on screens and on, you know, watching TV and doing this. And it was like, Oh my God, we can't, we can't do this any longer. And that's when we knew last week, it was like, that was as much as we sat on the decision and waited to make it. We are so glad that we did because they're, they're, they've made new friends. They're playing outside. They're coming home absolutely exhausted. And it's, it's amazing, but it, it's a hard, it was a hard choice. Cause and I think that's just, I think everyone's having the conversation of screens right now. You know, is it too much? Are we being too strict? Like, what do we do? We need them to entertain themselves and then their screens, but they're talking to their friends and really kind to try to, to navigate. And I think that's just the conversation everybody's really saying, what are we going to do? And, you know, I don't think everybody wants to admit that, yeah, we've relied on them and we have, and that's, 
that's, I think it goes back to, that's okay. It's just where we are right now. And that's totally okay. So I feel you. I think everybody has a, has that bit of school needs to start so that we can get back to get them out of the house and, and doing something, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with you. It's really hard on them and it's hard on us and there's no, there's no answer, you know? No, there's absolutely no answer. So tell me, uh, I want to talk about this real briefly and I want you to just touch on them because I know, um, this is something that you talk about, but you talk about, and we've talked about it, of your, your three pronged approach, like you talk about attitudes and beliefs, and we talked about habits and self-care. So let's touch a little bit on just attitudes and beliefs when it comes to finding work-life balance and how that, um, how you determined like attitudes and beliefs as far as finding that balance and then how other working moms can kind of use that. So I feel that your attitude and your belief is actually the core on whether you're successful at anything in life. So we all think, you know, it's something else, it's something outside, whatever it is. But when I started thinking about it, I realized it all comes down to what we believe because we all have limiting beliefs. Like my limiting belief was what I kept hearing people saying balance is impossible. But then I thought to myself, wait a minute, maybe perfect balance may not be possible, but I can have better balance. I could, I can make things so much better. So once you start exploring all of your attitudes and beliefs, that's when things can start changing. Only when you say to yourself, wow, it doesn't have to be this way. Do you open yourself up? Right? Because if you're in that place of, um, let's say, for example, this COVID that we were just talking about how hard it is, you know, where it's impossible, things are never going to get better. And, you know, my kids are going to suffer from being on the screens for so long, or whatever it is, that attitude, you know, not that we don't all have it, and I don't have it also. But it's going to keep us from, let's say, opening ourselves up to seeing more possibilities. You know, what can I improve? What can I change to make things a little better? So even though we feel like it's our circumstances that are causing the issue, it's really our beliefs about the circumstances that are causing the problem. So before I work on anything else in my life, I work on my thought first. What am I telling myself about this? What can I tell myself that's maybe a little more helpful than what I'm already saying? And when I do that, that's when things start changing and shifting and I'm able to try new things. Oh, that's awesome. And it is, it's so true. And when you believe things, but it's recognizing it of like, well, you're hearing it saying, well, it's balance isn't possible, but then you start questioning it and you kind of question that belief. And then from there are able to change it of like, yes, my kids are on screens all day, but you know, can I switch that belief to say something else of they're doing this or at least they're, you know, talking to friends and having social interactions because that's how we're connecting now. And uh, I, I completely agree with you. That is, it is the core of, of everything and everything comes from there. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. And as we kind of come to a close here, I think I could keep chatting with you. I probably have like eight other questions I could sit here and, and talk to you about, but Uh, That just means maybe you need to come back on and we need to have another chat at some point because I'd love to dive into like your meditation practice and things like that. But for the sake of time, tell us how 
people can find you, where they can find your podcast, if they want to learn more about you and maybe work with you. So share how everybody can get in touch with and reach out to you. So you could find me on um, so you can find me on balancedworkingmoms.com. And my podcast name is the same. It's Balanced Working Moms. So on any podcast app, you can look for that. And I also do one-on-one coaching. So if you want to work with me individually, I'm so happy to help you with whatever you're going through. And thank you so much for having me on this podcast because I really enjoy talking about everything we've talked about and just all the challenges that we face as a mom. You know, there's just so much that we do and we're not alone. You know, like you said, the same thing that I'm going through, you're going through. And it's so good to talk to other moms and to just learn from each other, you know, because I've been through it or you've been through it. Why not? Why not learn from others' experiences so we're not starting from scratch? So I love, I love that we can support each other and, and help each other. Oh my gosh, I couldn't agree more. And I think it's just having those conversations. And that's why, I, you know, as we started going into it, I was like, let's, let's dive deeper into this because I think, you know, the challenges that you're facing and I'm saying, well, yeah, we're do- facing the same thing. If the two of us are sitting here saying we're facing all of these challenges, how many other women out there are, are feeling the same way, but thinking I'm the only one dealing with this, you know, and, and you're not. Like we're right here. We're living proof. You are not the only one dealing with it. And we are all, we're all kind of having the same challenges and navigating something that nobody's had to navigate in this world. And I think that's really powerful. So thank you so much for sharing your journey and sharing your story and your knowledge and your wisdom with, with the listeners here. I just, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Rena. Thanks for having me. It was really fun to talk to you about all this. Thank you for joining me on the Stepping Up podcast. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that we can share this message with more and more people. Together, let's redefine what life as a working mom looks like and feels like. Until next time, have a great one.